I lost my parents. That pain made me who I am. I spent a lifetime trying to right the wrongs of the past, as if fighting crime would bring my parents back. You actually did it. I can't imagine what you've been through. I love you, monkey. <laughs> you lost both parents in one day. Barry! time to save my parents but instead I completely broke the universe if you went back and changed the past this world must die you changed the future do you know what this symbol stands for it means hope right I will help you fight Zod you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I have to undo what I did. These scars we have make us who we are. I'm not meant to go back and fix them. How much your tragedy define you? What did you do? No matter what we do, we're not going to be able to fix this. No! Nobody dies! You're strapped to your parachutes. It wears yours! And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our official non-spoiler review for The Flash from the DCEU if that's what they're calling it these days. Before we get started, I am joined by some guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have Manda from Candid Cinema. Hello, how are you? Hey, it's good to be back, especially for this one. I have a lot of thoughts, uh, as you know, so I'm excited to dive into this one. Yeah, it's very good to have you here, as always. And we are joined from the Nightmare Show. We have Tyler. Tyler, hello. Hello. It's good to be back talking some more films, especially such a film with so much controversy and also just a lot of headlines for it being potentially one of the best movies ever, especially <laughs> best DC movies ever. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they were saying for, <laughs> that's for like months. <laughs> I So it's really good to have you guys here today. Um, we have been away from the podcast for a very long time, it is not intentional. I ended up, uh, well, I ended up leaving to go on vacation, and then at right after the vacation, I got sick. 
COVID finally caught me and I'm finally starting to wear down on the symptoms and stuff. So I'm able to finally record and what way to return to the podcast than a review of the best movie since the dark Knight, the best movie since Schindler's <laughs> list, the best movie since Lawrence of Arabia is what they were saying about this flash movie. So let's get into it. Non-spoilers, of course, everyone, because there was a lot of things to spoiler uh, to spoil of the movie. But if you want to go see spoilers of the movie, just go on Twitter. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's Literally like ridiculous. Everywhere. Oh, man. So let's get our thoughts regarding The Flash here. This is, of course, The Flash from the DCEU. This is the newest film from the DCEU and Warner Brothers and of course, it was directed by Andy Muschietti, written by Christina Hodson. And the IMDb uh, bio is as follows Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future. It stars the lead, Ezra Miller, Sasha Cali. Uh, ben Affleck's in here, Michael Keaton as well, and those are some of the names to kind of get things going. But let's start off with our official thoughts of the movie. I'll start with you, Amanda. What did you think of The Flash? Oh, um, I I was so disappointed. I'm more disappointed in the people that said that this was the best comic book movie of all time. Because, After watching it, I'm baffled. I really am. I'm baffled. You know baffled. what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> what did they watch? Like, if you want to say it was good, it was fine, it's subjective, I can understand that. But what? Right from the opening, I knew that something was off. And a big part of this is that Ezra is now not believable as a hero considering everything that they have done in their personal life i just did not buy anything um and that is a massive factor and i really don't understand how ezra cannot be recast moving forward because it does put a dampen on the entire film uh knowing what uh they have done uh, number one. Number two, I thought that the story, the focus of um, of the angle that they took with the mother uh, lacked any emotional pull. Um, when I saw that storyline in the Flash television series, I was bawling like a baby and uh, there was nothing here. It felt very empty, very hollow. CGI was absolutely terrible. I don't care if it was intentional did not pan out as Muschietti uh, originally wanted. Um, and they did a disservice to Supergirl as well. And I feel really bad for Sasha Kali for uh, being in this film and doing, and you know, what they did to the character. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm just really disappointed in a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> so it was blind <laughs> as hell. It was a very boring comic book movie. That's, that's what I got to say. Uh, so regarding the CG, I do think, so here's what I, here's what I took away from when he was talking about it's intentional in Barry's eyes. I think he was talking about those chrono bowl scenes. Mm -hmm. Uh, is that what they're called? The chrono, whatever. I think he was talking about when like, he's. Like the speed force stuff. Yeah. The speed force yeah. stuff when it's like, there, it goes into like this dome 
And it's like, I think that looked that looked intentional. But, but. It's just a funny comment to make when. It really is. Everyone sees everything else in the movie. And I have been saying since we started seeing trailers, I kept calling the movie rubbery. Like I, I was kept, mm-hmm. I kept saying like, why does it look so fake? And why does the suit look like it's like rubber? And I, suits can be rubber, but why does it look, everybody looks so rubber bandish and not real. And uh, that first trailer, the first big one, when Supergirl is like broken out of whatever, and that they do this slow mo and she like punches one of the guards or whatever, and it looks horrible. When we saw that, everyone was like, "Oh, you know, they just give them give them more time to cook in the kitchen," and we should have net we we should have never let them cook anymore because the movie. <laughs> The movie is ugly. Like the movie, the, this is this is one of the ugliest looking comic book movies that I've seen in a long time. And we got on Quantumania, and we got on Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. we got on She Hulk. Man, yeah. this we got on Shazam a little bit too, Fury of the Gods. But all of those movies look like the Batman compared to the Flash. <laughs> I don't know why this movie looks so bad. As far as the CG, as far as the shots, I don't know why it looked so bad. And I am I'm, I was baffled because you'd think this is like, I don't know, Peyton Reed or something. This is Andy Muschietti who did the It movies, who, which are great to look at. They look great, too. And Pennywise, when he's looking all crazy, like there's some of the best looking CG that you've seen, but... This movie had so many years to to just cook in the kitchen, and it looked it looked bad. There was probably maybe two scenes that looked good. The movie, the opening big climactic thing was oh horrific. I was like, I was so I was, I was so babies. shocked. The babies. I, oh my god, I was so shocked, and I don't know like, why. I don't know why they didn't. Oh man, I will never talk bad of like an MCU thing looking <laughs> bad again because this was really. Yeah. This was really hard, um, and uh, ooh, Tyler, let's go to you. As general thoughts on the movie? What do you think? Uh, well, unsurprisingly, I am a lot more favorable than Enda was with her opinions on the film. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's like I don't, I don't think it's the best movie of all time or anything either. So, oh yeah, yeah. The the VFX work definitely was one of the biggest weak points because a lot of it did look genuinely bad. Which is funny because you know I saw an earlier quote unquote cut of the film in the earlier parts of the screenings before it was supposed to be like the final version, and so it's just funny to me that the final version uh, does not look really any difference <laughs> yeah i genuinely gave them the benefit of the doubt maybe in those couple weeks they would spend time fixing it but you know as far as like the actual movie goes there the emotional elements some of them i do think work a lot better than others i think the stuff revolving around barry and his family i guess because of being a large fan of the story it's based upon flashpoint flashpoint paradox mm-hmm. uh, i mean we've seen it so many times now i guess mm-hmm. but it's still usually is pretty solid and i liked it when it focused more on ezra's journey through that and also i guess well there's two ezras in the movie so yeah. <laughs> uh i i liked overall what they were trying to pull emotionally with that story 
and just co- in the context of the movie, I think Ezra was doing a pretty solid job as the lead now because we've only seen him in like very limited. We've only seen Ezra really as a limited kind of like fun supporting character. And now that they get the spotlight Um, overall, it was fine, but it was definitely the film in the film. As far as acting goes, my favorites were of course, Michael Keaton. I think Michael Keaton really is the scene stealer of the entire movie. The main price of admission here, getting to see him return as Batman was glorious. I mean, Mm -hmm. just flat out amazing Sasha Kaye. I mean, it sucks because she was really saddled with like a horrible situation from the get go. You know, it was so exciting when she got cast as Supergirl and with her limited screen time, I think she does a decent enough job with her origin story and gets these cool moments to shine, especially in the action sequences. But we kind of saddled her with a, <laughs> with just a really poor project all around as far as, cause we know she's more than likely not going to be the Supergirl going forward, especially with the way this film ends everything and how mm-hmm. James Gunn seems to be setting course for the future of the DCEU. But yeah, as far as like the nostalgic moments, I think a large part of the nostalgic, more fan servicey things were the most exciting points to me, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I think the the CGI overall is just so distracting at times that you kind of just get lost in trying to keep up just because everything you're watching visually is so rough to look at. Yeah, and I uh so my main thought process coming out of the movie is that I actually agree with Tyler. I'm a little I'm a I'm a little to- I'm I, okay, so I am a little I did like the movie. I don't think it's I don't think it was awful or I don't think it was bad it just it's tough when you had months of people telling us that it was like man like who did we hear from throughout this entire movie we heard from james gunn we heard from david zaslav we heard from tom cruise everybody saying it's like the best movie ever and better than whatever and it's one of the greatest superhero movies of all time uh at the half of the movie, I was like, "Man, this is this is this is a lot of fun," but I just I'm not getting that vibe at all. I mean, I think I think that's just me. And I think and even the reactions because, yeah, I think last week the Rotten Tomato scores came out and it was like 65, and I was like, "That's your greatest movie of all right." You know what I mean? So even like even other critics are just like, "Yeah, I mean, it's good. You know, it's okay." Uh, my biggest issue, I would say, is that. This is what I've been. This is something that I've been saying since the movie was announced. Uh, they should not. They, this should not have been the first Flash movie to go this route as far as Flashpoint. I think you have to have. A, I feel like you have to have a more established character. And if you're the general audience, when it comes to Flashpoint, like a, the Flashpoint story, what have you seen regarding Flash? If you're if you're like the casuals of casuals, the last time you seen Flash was when Justice League. I mean, I'm not even yeah. I'm not even talking about Zack Snyder's. I'm talking about the casuals of the casuals who who do not know what a Zack what a what a Snyder cut is. The last time you probably saw Flash was the Justice League movie in 2017. So I, I I've always thought it was a bad idea to have this movie be the first movie to do with the flash it kind of be like if uh marvel introduced um if marvel introduced spider-man and civil war and then the next movie we got from spider-man was no way home i just don't think that would have made much sense and because we're not that connected to that spider-man yet 
And I think one of the reasons why No Way Home works so well is because we were con- we were so connected to that Spider-Man. And once he's with the other Spider-Men, it's like it's a bigger deal than him being with some new guy. And I know Ezra Miller's Flash has been here for a few years, but it's like the only projects he's been in has been what? Like as far as the Flash, uh, the Suicide Suicide Squad in 2016 and Justice yeah. League and... That's it, I think. So yeah, yeah. Well, he's in Peacemaker, but that that's yeah. like one scene at the very end. <laughs> it's 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 interesting the the people that James Gunn has kept around from that team for everything. <laughs> right, right. So I I just I never thought it was a good idea to go this route, and I think it just says a lot to you guys as a studio as far as how much faith you have with the character when the first the first outing as far as single outing you want to you want to put uh, Barry Allen with Michael Keaton and and this and that and Ben Affleck and and Supergirl I just think it I just think it was a lot and uh it was it's kind of my issues with like homecoming it's like how homecoming is like so oh my god guys this is the movie where Spider-Man is in the MCU he's in the MCU he's in the MCU he's in the MCU and like I got it so <laughs> I think this movie like has a lot of that where it's like, here's DC, here's DC, here's the DC stuff. Here's old DC coming into here's Zod. And I think it's a lot. So it, yeah. I think a large part of it is just, there's just so, I mean, Amanda actually pointed this out on Twitter. It's just like, it's, but just to give her a shout out, I guess like there's just been so many multiverse stories lately. Within the past few, we just, <laughs> not even, we're not, not even, even a week ago. Yeah. We're, we're like two weeks ago. We just had one and I have to look at more like universes colliding and stuff when I just saw that. And we saw that with no way home. You got a glimpse of that with multiverse of madness. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. And like, if yeah, go ahead, Amanda. Sorry, Dwayne. No, just no, no, you're fine. to reference like my tweet. It's just the fact that like I've been very confused since Loki kind of first introduced it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I've been so confused because nothing connects, and then they don't explain it properly. And I do think that across the Spider Verse is the first time where I didn't feel the weight of the multiverse. I didn't feel the weight of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they explain it well, but to have like, I don't know, maybe they, they didn't talk to each other. I don't know. They didn't talk. The studios didn't talk to each other. They're like, we're going to like drop all these multiverse stories. Like no one spoke to each other. I'm convinced because it's just <laughs> way too much. And if they don't do it properly, like this one, it becomes repetitive and exhausting. I, it's just the one thing that I just appreciated from Spider-Verse is that Spider-Verse, the multiverse stuff of that movie just never, it never overcrowded the main storyline. Even when they're doing that scene where they're showing all the canon events, like they're, they're still focused on Miles and Miguel and like the other core Spider-People, you know? And I feel like this, I do think this did a good job of that too. Um, I think, I think the one multiverse movie that did a terrible job at it, honestly, is Multiverse of Madness. That's just me. Um, especially with all that fucking pausing when they're introducing all the whatever. So yeah, so I, I, I do think that, you know, because we do get to a scene, obviously, when all the stuff is kind of 
coming to a head is what I'll say. The, the, the worlds are colliding. Yeah. That was like the whole, that was like the whole slogan on the poster. Right. Like, the I collide. do think I do think that I I do think that although the cameos for me were a little hokey, I do think that worked well. <laughs> You know, like, I don't think it's still, I think they were still focusing on the conflict at hand and they were doing like a big reveal of like, you know, who this character was. I won't say anything for spoilers. I think that all worked well, but I just think it just, it's just my main issue is just the fact that this is Flash's first movie. But uh, yeah, like performances wise, I think everyone did well. Uh, Ezra, I, I will say Ezra was really good here. Um, that's all I'll say. I'm not gonna do any of that. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. you know. That's all I'm gonna say. Thought Ezra did well. Everybody else, Michael Keaton was fun. I think. Sa- I think uh, Sasha's Supergirl. I was expecting a lot more from Supergirl, and yeah. there just wasn't. Uh, and yeah, and they just. I feel like you would learn as far as super the Superman slash Supergirl aura. I feel like you would learn from the past as far as making your superman just so stoic and they kind of did that again with with sasha and i would have liked a more i don't know a more like more personality i would say and charisma uh but she didn't really get the chance to 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 do anything to really showcase that you know the CW, like the CW Supergirl, I'm not a fan of that show, but I think Melissa Benoist has so much charisma as a Supergirl, and I feel like that's what you need. So I personally didn't really want another stoic super person. So I was a little bummed out that that's the route that they went with uh, with Sasha Calle's, uh Supergirl. Yeah, between that and then they brought back Zod because Zod they had to, there. I guess. I that's what I mean. That's <laughs> obligation. Not more like an obligation also, than anything else. But also with Zod, like no one, like the general audience does not remember anything that happened in Man of Steel. I'm pretty mm-hmm, sure yeah. they had no idea who Zod was, why they even brought it's in, like, like a, the purpose, nothing. That's what I mean. It felt like an obligation. Like, I was like, ah, well, I mean, we, we have to put him in somehow to fit in with Supergirl. It's so annoying. Zod was kind of Zod was kind of there. He was just on a field the entire time, just chilling, taking dudes out. And that was pretty much Michael it. Shan- that was Michael Shannon was there for a paycheck. Yeah, for him. that was Honestly. pretty much it. So that th- that was also one of my main uh, my main criticisms of the movie was just the lack of villain. Uh, yeah. it's in the it's in like some of the promotional stuff, but Dark Flash they do that in here. But like I feel like I I just would have wanted so much more from that whole thing. I actually thought it was kind of menacing and cool the way they were doing that, but it just didn't have enough time in the oven. Yeah, as I was saying, like they, they kind of like threw that threw that flash in towards the very end, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, and there was like teases of it in the beginning, but then it was like, oh yeah, we got to throw them back in for the the final act. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was like one of my main things. I was just like, okay, so uh, you know, there's there's uh there's Dark Flash and Zod is like supposed to be the main villain, but it's it's like not really, you know. Um, but yeah, I I don't know the movie. It's just it's uh it's yeah I didn't I didn't dislike it. I know it comes off that I that I that I probably did with like you know what we're talking about here, but I I, I just thought it was okay. I just I I really struggled to see where 
where the high praise really came from. The mm-hmm. acting, I guess. But I, I'm really, it's hard because especially the way the movie opens, the first like 20 minutes, I'm just like, oh my God, what is what is this set piece here? What and I was I was happy because of Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was Ben Affleck was not on that bike. I'm just I know <laughs> I know what, what, what was going it. on. So Ben so Batman speaking Ben Affleck's Batman right? He's speaking on the bike and his mouth is not moving. I was just like, oh, man, no. what is happening with this scene and why? Why did did this get the pass? But I mean, brain. I. I think a lot of those scenes, he wasn't actually wearing the suit. Yeah, he he wasn't on the bike, bro. Yeah, it was really it's, nice to see him. His Bruce Wayne scene was really good, though. I really liked that. I you know, him. yeah, yeah. It's just a shame. This is more than likely the last. Well, I, I guess he might have a cameo in Aquaman too. I mean, I don't know what that really entails based on the yeah. trajectory of this film's ending. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. It's so confusing. <laughs> It, it hurts to think about. Yeah, yeah it's really, uh, it's really the way they kind of wrap things up. My audience, I mean, my audience had a really good time with the cameos and the way it ends. Um, so that was really nice to, to be a part of, I guess. You know, the opening night crowd, you know, you know, the cheers and all that type of stuff. That was pretty cool. So, but that's that's. I always say the opening night crowd is always the hardcore fans who know what's going oh, yeah, on. Then yeah. when you get into the weekend, because this always happens to me, like. Thursday, everyone is going nuts. And then by Saturday, when I go see a movie again, as far as like, you know, with a more casual audience, they're just like, what? You know, so it's like (laughs) my biggest example is um, for the Thursday that I saw Multiverse of Madness, the Reed Richards got a huge pop. Then when I saw it on Saturday, people were just who they were like, who is this? And why should we cheer? Uh, yeah, so, so so I think that's gonna happen at the although I mean I feel like I feel like enough people would know like why it's significant is what I'll say. I think the I think the ending for the Flash is kind of more of a cringe moment for most people than anything else because <laughs> it's like would... of, of who who the cameo is because it's not it's not like the it's not like with michael keaton where most people remember michael keaton with fond yeah. memories <laughs> fond. Whereas, like, yeah because like most people like, even, even if you know batman returns isn't as well received as the uh, 89 film but i think they're both i would say they're both at least well received and most people if they have criticisms for them it's not michael keaton because michael keaton is usually batman to people right whereas the the reveal at the end with the flash it's like oh well, why the heck is he back? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what the hell is this? We better not continue with this. This better be the actual nail in the coffin. I don't want to see the future of this. Yeah. This is the future I don't want. Barry, fix this future. <laughs> Barry, fix this future. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess uh, any final thoughts between you two? Uh, my main final thought is I think there's a lot of fun aspects to it. I think the humor is it's okay. I think the action, the action, if, if listen, if you're like Hannah, listen, Hannah is like someone who says, listen, CGI doesn't really bother me. Like I'm fine. If you're like that, I think you're going to be fine. For me, I couldn't get into the action sequences because of how bad it looked. That's just me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I tried. Fair. I, 
that 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 first one with the robbery i was like this is this is adrenaline i hate that fucking run i know it's like a gimmick they make fun <laughs> of it in the movie too which i really appreciated how they they know how ridiculous it looks but i could not get into the action sequences the the big one that you've seen throughout the uh in the trailers with the big field they just you thought if if anyone says Endgame looks ugly at the end, oh my god, that <laughs> that that oof. So yeah. it was it was rough for me, but I think overall with the emotional uh, stakes as far as the mom story, I think I would still recommend it. I think it's still a good movie. I just don't think it's one of the greatest movies, like everyone has been saying. As far as right, the, yeah. you know, before the movie came out, so Tyler, let's go to your final thoughts on the Flash. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. Say, I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time or anything like that, but it is fun enough. I do think Ezra does a decent enough job. Um, I'm very much okay if they do go ahead and recast the role for the future. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Obviously, I think the box office is probably going to be the indicator of whether or not Ezra stays, but. The action, for the most part, I did have fun with a fair amount of the action. I think Andy Muschietti did a pretty solid job conveying the differences in the action with the Flash and you know Michael Keaton's Batman and even Ben Affleck as well. Uh, that I think some of the action when he when he's directing the Batman stuff has me excited since now he's officially going to be the director for the next Batman film, the DCU Batman. Mm-hmm. So that has me at least a little bit more hopeful that the brave and the bold will end up being a solid film. Hopefully the VFX work in brave and the bold will be a little bit better because it's Batman as opposed to the flash. Mm -hmm. We'll see what the brave and the bold entails, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun enough film. I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time. I think that most fans, especially DC fans like at large, not even just DC EU fans, but fans of DC at large are going to have moments in here that are going to be very nostalgic and I mean, well, some of those scenes are a bit questionable CGI mm. VFX wise. The cameos, the cameos for me kind of bordered between cool and kind of creepy. So without <laughs> going into what they are, it was, it's kind of hard to talk around them. But mm. yeah, uh, overall fun movie. I would like to have seen more from it based on the hyperbole around it. But yeah. overall, it's it's fun enough. It's not like the greatest DCU movie or anything, though. All right, and Mando, final thoughts? I'm the total opposite of both of you. I was just... <laughs> I hated <laughs> it. I thought it was, like, one of the worst DC entries. Um, oh! I'll come, I'll come I on. swear to you, I did not... La- this is, like, Suicide Squad level. Like, that's how bad Oh, it was come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other part, like, I do agree with um, the Batman stuff, because while I was watching it, I'm like watch this man direct the brave and the bold. And then literally the second I got out, they confirmed that he was directing the brave and the bold. So um, I do think that that will be better, but the special effects for me, it's like, it has to be believable for the character and the power set. And that's not what we got. Um, I do think that they should have focused more on uh, Barry's mom. And uh, I do think that, Reverse Flash would have been a better villain in here for his first time out uh, instead of making it, um, you know, a multiverse storyline. I think they handled it incorrectly. Uh, I did not like Barry in this whatsoever. The humor didn't work for me. 
Um, yeah, cameos were cringe, but that's besides the point. And borderline disrespectful, but that's, you know, that's what they're going to do. They think they have a multiverse to play around with with these characters, but it's not on the same level as the MCU, which they kind of build um, from previous phases. That's not what we're having here with DC, unfortunately. So it's a mess. I would mm. recommend it just to see the mess, uh, not because mm. it's a good movie. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> it, it it is interesting though because Reverse Flash is the antagonist of the story. This is being lifted, which is from. so strange to me. <laughs> right? I just yeah, I think the, I think you just had to wait, wait till the this would have been a great third movie for Flash, a great third movie. I think. Even even a great sequel for Flash. I think the first Flash movie ever is like Flashpoint. I think that's a little too soon. It's it's just I think it's just largely because it's like the iconic Flash story. Right. Really. It's kind of like how they keep beating to death the Dark Phoenix storyline mm-hmm. in X Men movies. Yeah. It's like every X Men attempt. It's like okay, we're doing the Dark Phoenix again. Yeah. It's usually it's usually like the third one. The mm-hmm. third one, that, and so once we get to the third X Men MCU movie, if they do Dark Phoenix again, I'm gonna be here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. I, um yeah, I yeah, I don't know, dude. I just a little disappointed cuz I was I was expecting a lot more from the movie, but I did like it, but it's just um I was I mean when you hear that shit for like a year, I just like I just I I was expecting a lot more. And I think it's, the way they touted I, it I, and the way they refused to do anything <laughs> to Ezra, I'm like, man, The yeah. Flash better be like the one of the greatest movies that I've ever seen. The way they are protecting this actor. And it wasn't. And uh, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a little weirded out. So that's just my main issue. I, yeah, I think it's definitely a step up compared to a lot of the more recent DCEU entries, which is a very low bar. It's very low. Still. Very low. I, I, positive, don't have, I, yeah, I don't have it over the Batman. Um, I don't have it over things like the Joker. I don't have it over yeah. uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, the one with the the in it. I don't have it over that. I was, I, yeah, I wasn't even going to, I wasn't even including the outside universe stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. Batman for sure. And Joker. For sure. Joker are definitely much better. And then, yeah. 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 So I'm trying to think of the rest. Mm-hmm. Black Adam. Black Adam for sure. Black yeah, Adam. Sure. Um, and, and Shazam, Free the Gods. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> all right. I guess that is it, everyone, for our review of The Flash. Uh, we'll try to do a spoiler review this weekend. We'll see what everyone's schedules is looking like. And, uh, yeah, that is it. I'll go around, get everyone's social medias. I'll start with you, Amanda. Let everyone know where they could follow you. Yeah, you guys can always follow me over at AMXND Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema. All right, and Tyler. Yeah, well, if you search up YouTube, you'll find my channel. If you look up Tyler Calvert for reviews, rankings, a bunch of other stuff on there. I have reviews for The Flash and a bunch of other movies that are coming out this month. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Tyler Calvert. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemaniac World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Tyler and Manda. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.